Welcome back, everybody, to Brown Bag Bets, powered by Betsperts. We are your daily dose of quick hit handicapping and sports betting picks after a fun day at the veterinary office. I'm Alex Christensen, and joining me as always is Mr. Andy Molitor. We were sharing dog stories. My dog is fine, but as it can be, it was a little bit of a long and frustrating process. So glad to be back and not worrying about that anymore. Yeah, and I'm glad it's cold here. If you can tell, I'm wearing a hat. It's the heater is not key to keeping up at the office. It's like 17 below out. So just said sweatshirt and hat. We're going to stay comfy in the office. I got my slippers on ready to get back at it. Tennis worked out last night. Uh, basketball was three and two. So that's a small winner. So I'll take three and two. I'll say, I say this about every time I go like two and one or, you know, five and three. I'm like, I'll do that for the rest of my life. Um, and I will. So, for tonight i'll get to those eventually but alex is back so sorry if anyone wanted to bet nba yesterday we didn't have any i didn't come up with any i you know what my my look was probably just gonna be bulls minus one and a half that would have been all right right that would have been uh, all right except for at the very very last second i mean that is one of those ones our, our buddy drew always says you know these lines are tight and that was you know, condolences to anybody with minus one and a half. I mean, if you had minus one, you still feel pretty sick, but at least you got the push. I think a lot of people did have that minus one and a half. What a mess. Kind of like my camera today. I don't know what's going on with that today, but uh, it's a lot of close uh, lines. Pelicans cover are... three by one point. Mm. Mm. It's tight this time. And here's the thing I'm looking at what you bet today, and I'm looking, there's like nine games. Is it just the fact you're not finding any value or you're just pragmatic Alex today? It's a combination of not finding any value and honestly just not knowing whether I can find any value. Um, you know, you start to look at a game like the Raptors. They're laying three and a half at home against the Hornets. Thought maybe about a Raptors team total over. They've been playing much better basketball, but the Hornets are pretty solid. Although they don't have Gordon Hayward tonight, that actually unlocks maybe a little more athleticism for them. So kind of lean Raptors, but again, I don't know what to do with that. Had a Nuggets Pistons over the last time they played, but, you know, the market has actually it dropped down and opened at 219 and a half it's now 216 and a half i'll post on betsperts if i play that but if that gets under 216 i'll take the over there again and nuggets pistons even though we saw some pretty unbelievable shooting numbers last time um you know you've got the wizards and clippers it sounds like paul george might be out for the year which is great for all of our preseason futures bets but really makes murky betting on this clippers team and again the wizards have been up and down all year my sixers laying almost nine hosting a pelicans team coming off a back-to-back again that was pretty close but the sixers are a little thinner than maybe you think the marquee game of the night though brooklyn lakers that'll be kind of fun i don't again it's i hate wanting to bet the Lakers, but that number keeps getting a little bit shorter. Honestly, if it gets you know down to Lakers minus one, it's a two right now. I'll probably have to bet that. So again, follow me on Betsburts. Alex Christensen, no space to see if there's some ads there. Spurs Hornets wouldn't you know uh, hold it against you if you took an over, but nothing there. Um, Mavericks, Warriors, kind of lean Mavericks, but I think you've lost the best of the number there. Um, you know, it's down to three and a half. It was right around four. But the final game of the evening, there is actually one bet I did place. We will continue to bet against the Portland Trailblazers. Um, Timberwolves here minus three. Portland at home, playing a little bit better lately, and the markets, I think, adjusted them a point or two. I go back and look at those games. Yes, you know, the roster's a little more solid, but again, playing maybe a little bit over their heads. I, I don't really agree with that adjustment. The tough part here with the Timberwolves, and I think part of the reason honestly, we're getting such a good number here, we don't know what's going to happen with Anthony Edwards. 
He's not on an injury report. Um, in the last game, he walked off the court completely healthy. And then about a minute later, I didn't get, was unable to find exactly what happened, but something happened on the bench and he was carried off the court, um, was unable to put weight on one of his legs. So he's not on the injury report. I have no idea what happened to him. If he's in, this is an awesome number. I mean, I mean if Anthony Edwards is playing, I have this closer to six, almost seven, as I start some tweaks and things. If he's out, I have a closer to four, you know, still a little bit of an edge there. And again, He's not on the injury report here, and as I look, you know, sort of past what some of my numbers are spitting out, I just think we're going to continue to build up on these Portland Trailblazers fades. It's it's a thin team with the guy, the few guys that are good playing a lot of minutes, some older players. This is just going to keep getting worse. So Timberwolves minus three. Let's keep our fingers crossed that Anthony Edwards is going to play, but if he's not, I think we're still in good shape. I hope he plays. I don't if you do for your wood dogs. Yeah, I'm just. The Wood Dogs. I'm going to cheer for them. Local team. One of these years, they're going to be good, and I'm going to be able to cheer for them. Again, I, I haven't done it yet, but I still am on the hook to go to a game because my daughter won free tickets, in air quotes, from reading a bunch of books with purchase of an adult ticket. So I got to buy that ticket. Fun. To the I used to get free pizza. Yeah, I like the book it. The book of pizza. Like, you used to get the tiny little personal pan pizza from Pizza Hut. I'd read all the books. I enjoyed the only reason it. I ever read. Yeah, it was, if you're going to give me a pizza, I'm definitely going to do that. Um, we had a lot of Af- pizza. a lot of Afcon talk in the chat. There might be. Yeah, what's going on? Be, here? We have to check in on this here. Is it happening uh, now? Every single game, there's a red card. Like the the refs have gone from goofery to calling it Titan. I, I didn't see this. I'm assuming it probably was a, a legitimate red card. If they're going to call Cape Cape Verde, will play the next. 55 plus minutes down a man against mighty Senegal over one and a half right around even money. They have, Oh, Sadio Liverpool's own mm. right in the front line. Maybe he scores um, as long as no one is dying. Two. Yeah. I need two. Mm, I'm going to think about that. I'm going to see, I'm going to take a look at the live lines uh, after I go through college hoops here. Like I said, decent day yesterday. Hopefully uh Honestly, I said I'm fine with like a two and one, three and two kind of day. I'd love a four and zero oh today. I'm not afraid of sweeping a small board. Just can't have those eight nos. Those give me anxiety. So, um, off the bat, Akron under one thirty nine and a half. It's tough. It's tough to take a Central Michigan under. Their defense is so 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 bad, but their offense is also equally bad. They shoot the three okay but I don't mind them against a much better team in Akron. I think Akron smothers them. I have this as like a, you know, 70, 72 kind of 64 game. What's that end up with? 136? 136. We'll end up on that. So I'm, I'm in the mid 130s on this one. Uh, Wyoming, and this is exciting. This is actually like getting my, my hackles up or however you say it, like, I think the Mountain West is one of my favorite conferences here. Like Boise State, Colorado State, San Diego State, Fresno State, and why like there's a bunch of teams that are right there on the Utah State that are right on the cusp of like working their way into I mean somebody's going to the somebody's going to the tournament. Someone has to win the conference, but there's a bunch of teams there, second and third fiddle that'll be in the discussion for bubble talk once we get to it. So kind of a fun league that is a little bit top heavy and honestly i i think wyoming's the best team 
I think Wyoming's better than Boise State. I mean, the records are pretty similar. Neither has lost in conferences. This is someone's O has got to go. And I guess I don't give a <laughs> shit if it is. I don't give a shit if it is Wyoming. So as long as they can keep it close, I'm taking the five and a half here. Uh, I played some five elsewhere too, so I'm fine with that. I think this is a, I think this is a three pointer kind of game. I have it as about a three here. So look at that. This is like a one of those segments on a cheesy show. Maybe our show is cheesy, and I just don't realize it. But wow. underdog favorite over. I went, Actually, I went before we get there, each. I just wanted to say that I, I'm fascinated by this concept of hackles, and that's a real thing. Apparently, to raise one's hackles or to get one's hackles up means to become irritated or angry. So you were more of a positive vibe, I think. So maybe a happy hackle. Yeah, it was like a good hackling. But yeah, <laughs> yes. this is yeah favorite over under favorite dog. Like it's a, it's like a stupid segment that we can do. <laughs> I, I I wouldn't be able to fill it out because I don't do this every day. This is just an odd uh, idiosynchronism, I guess. Idiosyncrasy. Wanna? Yes, I don't know I how to so. say the word. One of those. Uh, Missouri State, speaking of conferences, they are in the Missouri Valley. Their name is in it. I think they're the second. I think they're better than Drake. I don't think they're better than Loyola, but I do think they're, uh, I think they're like the second best team. I think they're very live to win this conference come tournament time. I think this is going to be another fun, fun conference. I'm getting excited for that, honestly, because that's some, one of my favorite times of year is conference tournament time. I'm going to lay the five and a half with them. This is a look I like quite a bit. I don't lay favorites a lot, but when I do, I have a good reason. Last night I laid seven and a half with a team that won by a million. I like it when things go my way like that. But uh, versus Indiana State here, I think the offense is going to be just too much. Slow paced, but good offense. Indiana's a little faster paced. Doesn't clean the boards. Doesn't shoot all that well. Doesn't do a lot of things that I think are important. And Missouri State, as I often say, about my dogs when they're facing a favorite that can't hit free throws i'm liking it missouri state hits their free throws they're one of the best in the country they're going to be able to make their bunnies late in case this gets tight and the last one is a little ticklish i almost scared away from this one but it is loyola as i just spoke about the ramblers the fighting sister jeans of chicago over <laughs> 126 and a half this is kind of tough to get by when when you look at what Southern Illinois does from an offensive standpoint, they are a slower team. They don't make their free throws. Decent three-point shooting team, but I'm going to lean on the other team being the one of the best. I think top 10, if not top 15, for three-point shooting teams in the country in Loyola. They can quickly get on. You're going to watch this live line. It's going to be at like 115, and then suddenly it'll be back right on pace. Like just a couple three balls get things back on pace here. So Loyola hitting their threes. They actually will play this team twice in a row. Uh, it'll be interesting to see what this we'll, – we'll revisit this on Wednesday or Thursday. These two teams do a home and away against each other uh, Tuesday and Thursday this week because that's what schedules have become weird. So <laughs> over 126 and a half, just those four for me. And then, oh, yeah, yeah, Bellarmine Bellarmine hit a three last night that was pretty important. They were tight, and then they got to some late late game fouling, and they hit some late shots to keep us within that seven. So shout out to the Bellarmine Bells. I don't know what they are. Bears. Bellarmines? Marines? Or who knows? Sure. I don't. Someone will tell us. Probably Dan. <laughs> Probably Dan is right. The Knights. Um. All right, Aussie Open. Did you catch much in the last couple of days? 
I did. I bet I was when you were to... gone, I bet on some men's last night. And oh, what'd you, how, how did you do? You didn't lay the two and a half with Berrettini, I hope. Speaking of brutal beats. Oh, God. I took the over in the Nadal match. I woke up. I woke up. I saw it went five. I'm like, I'm not going to check the score lines. There, there wasn't <laughs> any bagels in this match. We're cool. So good job. Beautiful. I like it. Yeah, it was good to watch a little bit. Unfortunately, one of our outrights, Krejcikova, goes down. Did not look right. I don't know what was going on there. If it was a heat thing or some sort of combined fatigue thing or if she's sick. Just didn't look right. And, you know, got Maddie Slam keyed off the court. But we come back tonight. We've got another couple bets here. Um, you know, still have two outrights left. Danielle Collins is here in the quarterfinals. And honestly, this isn't a hedge. I, I like Alizé Cornet in this spot. Collins, I, you know, I, I am a little surprised. This was an outright I gave up before the draw. When the draw came out, I really didn't think she would make it this far. Uh, but she's been really gritting her way through her matches. Um, down a set to Clara Towson, you could see her really kind of raise, honestly, her level of emoting, if you will. And I think that honestly scared the teenager. I think there's something to be said, you know, playing across from somebody who's yelling and screaming and, and causing all sorts of stuff. Um, played a little better tennis against Elise Mertens, but I don't think that Alizé Cornet is going to get bothered by what Collins di did, um, is going to do. Actually, I think she was quoted as saying she's ready for some drama. Um, but Cornet's been playing really solid tennis, beat Halep in three sets. Dancing has been playing well, beat her, took Muguruza down in two. I have this match much closer than what I'm seeing. I'd have the game spread right around three, even scoop a four, and the money line close to like plus 160, plus 170. So anything plus 200 or better, honestly, it looks pretty good to me here. So grabbing some Cornet, feeling pretty good about that. Saw the comment about Barty here. Yeah, it was the only good thing about Krejcikova losing last night is I might only have two outrights that, make, that win their quarters and still lose. Um, Barty's playing some unbelievable tennis. She's only been broken once, I think, this season. So we'll see how it goes. But it's Grand Slam tennis. Everything gets a little nervy the further you go on. And the competition gets better. I mean, Madison Keys has been unbelievable. I'm not necessarily ready to back her, but I wouldn't necessarily blame you. If she comes out and plays well, she can certainly take down Barty. She's just been blowing through people. I'm down. You know I like your big dogs. We got one earlier. <laughs> we did. Who was it a couple days ago? It, it was the day we bet Georgie and she Anna got Samova. Anna Samova. Anna Samova has been very poised for someone of her age. And you see this a lot in tennis. And I think it is because some of these young women and young men, like, they aren't raised like we're raised. They aren't going to high school. They're, you know, they're in tennis academies. They're traveling big tournaments when they're quite young. So... I guess the, the poise kind of comes with that. But, yeah, I was uh, very counts. impressed with her this tournament. Um, other tournament happening, and this is a weird one, Alex, if you haven't been caught up on this, golf starts on Wednesday. So, and I talked to some people who bet golf. That's I'm like, tomorrow. hey, how much? I said, how much golf did you watch last Sunday while we were watching the Bills and Chiefs <laughs> or while we were watching the other game? He's None. like, yeah, exactly. They don't want to go head-to-head -head with conference championship games for television. So this is going to be a final round Saturday. If you haven't figured that out yet, this starts very soon. It starts tomorrow Scary on the cats. West Coast. So the middle middle of the morning. And yeah, they are. It's like the TNT thing you always joke around. So Farmers Insurance Open starts on Wednesday, will end on Saturday. Anyone who hasn't figured out, it's not the same as last week, but they do play on two different courses. And then you do the cut line and then they'll play the tough course 
the final two days. So North course, South course, South course, South course, a couple people will be, you know, half the field, obviously will be different on Thursday. I talked to Jay Maz on his show last night a little bit. I really didn't have any bets yet. And he kind of talked me into a few. So give him credit for some of these, give me credit for hunting down the best of the numbers though. These are the best of the numbers I can find at books. I personally have, or books I can text someone to bet for me at, because one of these <laughs> is definitely not live in Minnesota. Matsuyama twenty three hundred is circa. I I guess I could drive down to Iowa. I'm just not going to do that. It's so much easier just to text <laughs> someone to put a hundred on for me. But Matsuyama twenty three hundred. Matsuyama is a major winner. He's not only a major winner. He's a major winner last year. He's your He's your Masters tournament winner last year. He's won on tour already this year. He uh, took down the the playoff at the Sony, and he's being priced as a third-rate hack. Like, there's good names ahead of him. There's some very big names, but he shouldn't be in that second-and-a-half tier. He should be down, and there are some books. That, I mean, honestly, there's books that have him down at 16-1. to 1. Probably more fair. Matsuyama at 2,300 is a crime. I'm going to have some of that. He doesn't putt well all the time, but he's best. And when I say best, it's like, you know, best of the, the best of the lousy. He's not putting good anywhere, but if if I can get him on one surface, it would be Poa that kind of evens things out for him. Um, it is it is technically his best surface, of which he is still lousy. But Matsuyama, where did you draw the line here? 20 to 1? Oh, probably 20, 20. Okay. If you can find a 20, I'd still bet it. I think it should be 16. There's just so much win equity at the top with all these big favorites. I guess I get it. But at the same time, I think it, if if you want to, it's like uh, what Felika said last week. It's like I'm I'm trying to beat Rom. You know, I'm trying to I'm trying to beat Rom by taking some of these other big prices. Same kind of thing. I'm I'm kind of betting against Rom and JT and some of the real big names here that are you know eight, twelve to one. And I'm doing that with a couple more down the board with Patrick Reed, who has won this event very recently. Not looking real good on paper right now. And I think a lot of that comes from he switched drivers. His off the tee numbers haven't been good. They weren't good at the end of the year. They looked really bad when he played this year because he had to switch and his first round was an utter disaster. I think he sorted that stuff out. And he's really the guy I like here because, like I said, there's an easy course, Alex. The North course is only 25% of the rounds. It's only once, but it is very easy. There are very many... Eagle opportunities, not only on fives, there are some drivable par fours. Like you're going to have some chips for eagle on some fours. You're going to have some eagle putts on fives. You have to take advantage of that course. Reed can do that. And then he's also just a guy who can grind a tough course like the other one, which is 7,700 yards. It is a very long course. It's going to take the, you know, the skills of a, of a guy like Patrick Reed to grind out three days on the South court. So 50 to one on him. There's some 45s. I think that's still acceptable but I did find a 53 or four different places. That's findable. And then Max Homa, JT talked me into a bit of a narrative one on this guy. He's a West Coast guy, and I hate it when they're like, oh, there's a, you know, like he's sleeping in his own bed, or this is where he went to college. This is where his family's from. Like, yeah, but Max Homa, like there's actually empirical evidence. He just plays better on these West Coast tournaments. It's where he's from. It's where he played when he was younger. I can get behind that theory that, in your formative years of golf, if you played a bunch on POA, if you played a bunch on the West Coast, you are going to play better long-term 
unless you just elevate yourself to some level like John Rahm where you play well everywhere and it doesn't matter. So home at 70 is a bit much for my take. I, I think that's probably closer to a 50 to one kind of guy here, despite the tough field. So 70 to one, I found one or two offshores. Again, if you can find a 66 on that, I think that's still playable. And really, I think that's all I'm going to do. And then next week I will start with a, a full card doing some head to heads and stuff. I would have loved to oh, this I, week. Just, I didn't have the damn time. They're starting on Wednesday. And it's fine, like the first full field, right? We've had a couple of decent events, but this is the first one where it's everybody, and I guess they yank it up a day, so. Yeah, and, and technically, yeah. Like Alex said, kind of is the start of golf. Like the rest, the rest of those tournaments are either wonky ones in Hawaii or the Pro-Am last week where they're playing three different courses. You don't even have shot length. So this is this is really the, the start of golf for me. I can dig it. I can dig it. And then one big announcement before we run off. Yes. And if you're excited, give us a thumbs up in the YouTube chat. I don't play Dynasty League football. But I might have to now because I'm, I'm guessing I could probably work my way into getting a free sub here somehow. But <laughs> DynastyLeagueFootball.com, there is no offseason. Betsburg's group acquired the Dynasty League Football uh, websites, group, writers, contract, or content providers. Like There's a bunch of stuff going on over there. I haven't even had enough time to check it out. But very excited because I think this really adds to once we get to the fall. And I will caveat that in a second. Once we get to the fall and if we're back in the swing of things for next year football, the fan, the community over on the Fantasy Life app, the content for redraft and DFS at 4 for 4, and now all this Dynasty League content, I think we have all the bases covered for fantasy football come this fall. And Dan's pointing out a lot of the good guys are playing in Dubai. There's a pretty big purse over there. I don't mind those guys going there. over chasing some money. And, and they signed some contracts. Oil get that oil money but yes i think we're gonna have some pretty nice offerings for fantasy football and my caveat on that you know talking about dynasty league football in the fall that's not really when dynasty league picks up dynasty league picks up in april and may because a lot of new if you want to start a new dynasty league you need to wait for the draft you need to wait for the the nfl draft and that's basically it so a lot of new dynasty leagues do tend to form right after the actual NFL draft. So I guess that's kind of when the, a lot of the content for next year will really start to ramp up for new leagues for, you know, new redrafting of uh, however that works with leagues and anybody who is interested in that, it is a premium service over there for some of the content and we're offering 20% off a subscription for the next week use promo code betsperts you'll get 20 percent off whatever subscription you want over there check it out if you get a chance and yeah we're excited and with that i love we'll it fade to black. Awesome. yeah we'll fade to black and we'll check you manana <laughs>